Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Porter Gals presents Terrifying Tales. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. Spooky. <laughs> Ghost Stories of the Appalachians. Written by Suzanne Smitten. Published in 2021 by Lone Pine Publishing. Bells from Beyond. Tryon, North Carolina, in a quaint historic home in downtown Tryon, North Carolina, in the foothills of the lush Blue Ridge Mountains, Melinda Leake lives with her family, including her dear and departed great-grandmother. The spirit of her family matriarch, it would appear, likes to keep an eye on the next generations. Melinda is no stranger to the paranormal. She works at the Foothills Extranarian Nature Center, Fence, which is about six minutes from her home, and details of her experiences there can be found on page 20 in this book. In both places, Melinda was surprised by the presence of an otherworldly energy, though, she says, I don't let things like that bother me, but unlike at work, at home, her encounters with the spirit world have a distantly personal feel. The house was built in the late 1800s, a time when Tryon was just developing as a resort town where tourists could come to enjoy the mountain views and hospitable climate. The building is listed as one of the oldest homes that is still inhabited. It was among the first to be built with central heating, so we have chimneys with no fireplaces. It belonged to Melinda's great-grandmother, who lived in the house until her death in 1987. Melinda's mother had moved in toward the end to help care for her ailing grandmother. She, Melinda's great-grandmother, lived in the basement suite and we lived upstairs. I was only four at the time, recalls Melinda. She had a bell that would ring if she needed anything, like help to go to the bathroom or something to drink. Two days after Melinda's great-grandmother died, the first unusual incident occurred while the house slept. Her bell started ringing, says Melinda, but it was loud, as if she was standing in the same room, looking over us. My mom and I both woke up. My mom was half asleep, and she said to me, Okay, I'll go get to her. And then we realized, Wait a minute, Melinda says, what struck her about the event is that both she and her mother were awakened by the sound. On another occasion, Melinda and her mother found themselves locked out of their bedrooms. The doors had skeleton keys, but we painted over the keyholes a long time ago. We never used the keys to lock them, she says. It was quite late, and Melinda and her mother headed upstairs to get ready for bed. They were stunned to find both bedroom doors closed 
and no matter how much they pushed, the doors remained stubbornly shut. Mom looked at me, and I looked at her, Melinda says, and Mom asked me if I had a key. I said no. So then I banged on the door and jokingly said out loud, Come on, Nana. It's 1230. We're tired and we want to go to bed. No more joking around. And then the doors opened right up. The presence of a family spirit provides Melinda with some comfort. I'm raising my children there now. When her older son was a baby, he particularly enjoyed sitting in a swing with a timer on it. He was only a few months old, just able to raise his head, and Melinda noticed that he always focused his attention on a place just to his right. He would look and laugh for hours. We always joked that it was his guardian angel. He would be laughing out loud and jiggling as if someone was tickling him. She recalls, he did that for several months, even though he couldn't talk. It was as though he was carrying on a conversation with some unseen person sitting next to him. Perhaps her son's personal playmate could be explained away as a child's innately imaginative spirit. But there is another concrete example of having a ghost in the house. In the kitchen, Melinda recently witnessed a coffee cup travel along the counter from one end to the other by itself. I looked to see if there was water on the counter that might account for it moving, but there wasn't. But even if there had been, it would have needed a push to get it started. So it seems that her great-grandma still has a way of letting her family know that she continues to watch over them and their dirty dishes. Melinda isn't bothered, and she would be thrilled if her great-grandmother felt like tackling the laundry. Be sure to follow us on Facebook or on YouTube at The Porter Gals or on Instagram at The underscore Porter Gals. You can also find us wherever you get your podcast or at RogueMediaNetwork.com. You've been listening to The Polter Gals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media podcast. 